Welcome everybody, my name is Corey Allen, of course, and this is The Overton Report. Now this weekend, uh, a lot happened. A lot happened. The South Carolina State Convention was held, and that was quite an experience. We were lucky enough to, uh, I say lucky, it was very difficult. Uh, it took a lot of work and trying to find the right people to ask or find out uh, how to get media passes, but we did finally get media passes. And so yeah, we were able to be there as, as media. I think we were probably the only independent media uh, that was there, which, wow. You know, I, I, was, I was honored. <laughs> to uh to be able to take part and show what was going on uh i did a live stream of the chair race you know and i I reported on it you can you can actually find that the live stream of the actual vote and the counting of the ballot ballots uh for the chair race on my facebook that's facebook.com slash cory.allen.overton uh for overton report and while you're over there go ahead and uh Give me a like, give me a follow. I'd really appreciate it. Now, Drew McKissick won with a little over 51% of the vote. Coming in behind him was Jeff Davis with 309 and uh, Zoe Warren with 123. Followed by Tim Cox, uh, who got 10, uh, 10 votes, which is about 1%. So a lot of people... And I'm, I'm going to spend a little bit of time on this just because I think it's important to uh, to touch on. A lot of people have seen some of what has been going on within this group, my SCGOP. Now, I know that like a lot of conservative political movements that uh, there are a lot of really good people involved, a lot of them. Um, what what tends to happen, though, is leadership within these groups, oftentimes the wrong people become leaders because those are the people willing to take advantage of the good faith of others. Okay, that's what happens. So, there was a fight or a a, a major split within the SCGOP group, the My SCGOP group. So, a few months back, four people announced that they were running at, uh, at a Charleston area event running against Drew McKissick for chairman. Those four people were Chad Caton, Mike Covert, uh, Zoe Warren, and Jeff Davis. Now, the plan was, and guys, I am not lying to you, from the, from the start, the plan was for Zoe to be the person that they all put their hat behind, allowing the others to... Focus on Drew's issues, the 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 problems with a Drew McKissick led GOP, while Zoe focused on solutions for fixing the problems within the South Carolina Republican Party. And that's what happened. Zoe traveled around the state, and he worked with a lot of uh, grassroots people who were working to to in in their own reorgs to get a delegate slate that would vote for Zoe. All of this was fine and dandy. 
Zoe put in a lot of work and after the an individual county reorgs, it started to look like Zoe might actually have it. Zoe was able to give a message that resonated with a lot of people. And his he he's he had shown a past, a history of uh of being a good, decent person. And even on things that you would disagree with with him, he he would just explain his point instead of, I don't know, attacking you, lying about you, stabbing you in the back, manipulating other people against you. And that's something that other members in this, uh, what we've now heard of as a leadership council, other people in that in that council were, were not, uh, are not like that, <laughs> are not like so. So it was no surprise to many, including myself, I'll be honest, I, I said uh, when when I found out that that was the thing and they were going to push Zoe and Zoe was going to be the choice, um, which I the day of that event, I was at that event. And that day uh, I was told that that was the plan. And I thought to myself and I said it to a couple of people then I said, there's no way there is no way that if it looks like Zoe is going to win that. Jeff Davis or my SCGOP's leadership will allow him to do that because if if they can get those votes and they're going to put Jeff Davis in I mean that's you know he's the leader of this group so it is what it is and but hey it's neither here nor there because it happened okay and the story about how it happened is very interesting I'm going to play you some clips from Zoe Warren's live stream that he did after the uh, uh after the convention and uh it all began in in lexington county gop which is zoe's county that's his the county that he is a member of and the ch- the newly elected chair after reorg started plotting against him because well i'll let him explain it to you listen well they voted as a steering committee they were voting to ban mike green from coming to every other executive committee meeting. Mike Green is a, signif- a significant person because he's been an obstructionist. He's been kind of a tool of our opponents, done pretty evil things to us, you know, at our meetings, as far as Robert's rules is concerned, just, you know, resisting us and rejecting us in ways that he'd really have to do, you know, and he did it a lot. So this same guy though, at a, at a Christmas party, um, jumped up in Angus's face. Angus is the chairwoman of the, the county party now. It's her husband. Angus walked in the front door. That's how he explained it to me. He patted two guys on the back and he says, hey, how's my favorite rhinos? And Mike Green didn't like that. <laughs> so Mike Green jumped up in Angus's face and said, good job with the Pete Fisher campaign. And apparently, you know, Angus and Pamela had supported Pete Fisher against Mike Green in his election, but Mike Green won. And Angus, because he, Mike Green had jumped up in his face, smacked him, right? Smacked it, and, and that smack turned into a restraining order. So Angus wasn't able to participate in like the last two years worth of meetings, executive committee meetings, because if Mike Green shows up, Angus has to leave. So 500 days later, we have power at the steering committee to be able to weaponize this uh, 
Republican government against one of our members in retaliation for that lawsuit and that restraining order. And I didn't want to have anything to do with that. That's a violation of people's civil rights. For me to chair the meeting and then also, uh, you know, outside of the, the, the entire opposition, like none of the opposition was in that steering committee meeting. None of them, not one, not Craig, not Lisa, none of the people that would oppose this and argue it was in that meeting, okay? So I opposed it. I said, no, I'm not voting for that. So that made my loyalty in question. That made me persona non grata, okay? So now, now I'm no longer even included in, you know, reorg committee invitations or any of those things. So now reorg is over. Okay. So the people who are all about transparency and, and all of these things, they, uh, well, it seems like when they got power that they tried to turn around and do uh, everything that they claimed to be against, you know? And that's interesting, not surprising to me because, uh, like I said in a, in a video that I'm about to play you, like I said there, uh, the, the person involved has done the same thing to me and many others. Uh, egregious lies, rumor mill gossip, uh, blatantly false, like made up whole cloth in order to discredit people. So what she does is what that Lexington chair just, just does. So needless to say, there was a massive split. If you compare the votes that Jeff Davis got at the Maya CGO or at the, uh, at a South Carolina convention, state convention, to the votes that Zoe got, uh, 309 to 123, that's a 60-40 split. Now, I spoke to multiple people after uh, after the chair vote, but before the, the elections for vice chair, nominations and elections for vice chair, all that. Um, and they, so, they told me that, they're, that the people in their county who did vote for Zoe they had had they had been having discussions for days and that group would not have voted for Davis after seeing what had happened and i think that that's really interesting because as this group was going around and getting a lot of grassroots good people involved to elect Zoe Warren while all of that is going on and it's working and they're building a coalition apparently behind the scenes the leaders, some of the leaders of of this group were, were having some less than transparent backroom meetings and then, you know, a, a very quickly called vote after most of the people uh, involved in this in the initial plan weren't even allowed to be on or, or weren't told in time or, or didn't get the email until after it was over. All sorts of stuff like that. It's very interesting. And we are doing some interviews with those people. I, I want to get this out now before all of that, because, you know, the show must go on. So uh, I'm putting all that together. But when I mentioned this uh, about a week and a half ago in a comment section on my own telegram, I wrote about my thoughts on this subject and I was pretty reasonable. I mean, and it was all facts. It was all factual. I mean, I, I didn't even, I didn't even, really have an opinion on any of it except for the Lexington chair part that uh, chair of the Lexington GOP I, I also said uh, what she had done to me 
and it was immediately screenshot and then put into a a signal group where all of these people were and immediately Mr. Davis's wife posts an old mugshot of me and uh from when I was an an addict I'm, I'm a recovered addict opiate addict I think that if you if you followed me for any amount of time you know that because I have given speeches and written entire pieces and articles about it constantly and it's and and how my recovery led to me becoming uh, a, a a true conservative and understanding the concepts and ideas of personal accountability and responsibility uh, as opposed to this victim culture that so many people live in self victimizing, you know? Uh, but anyway, uh, Harrison Musselwhite, one of the uh, leaders of this, what he calls a quote leadership council in this video I'm about to show you. Well, he was like, yes, Corey is as dirty as this picture. So I wanted to ask him about that. I waited until after the election because I didn't want to cause any confusion or chaos before the election. Okay. So I wait till after the election and I called him about it and we learned a lot and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play some of that call. You can find the entire thing on uh, youtube.com. Just search the Overton Report, and and you'll see it. Uh, it's also on my Facebook page. But we had a conversation, so listen to this. Hey, man. So, um, I was uh, I was wanting to call you. I I, uh, I just want to know why you um might think that I am uh, dirty. Well, uh, if somebody had uh, of course posted a picture of you mm-hmm. and. Uh... There yeah, from about nine years all, ago, all, all the, speeches I've I given. Know. I mean, about about I, I don't know how many uh, how I, many years of helping other people recover from opiate addiction would you say that one must uh, take part oh, in before they're yeah, deemed you know not this, to be dirty? Now, here's the thing: uh, I have given speeches. As a matter of fact, my SCGOP has held events where I have given speeches. Uh, discussing my past addiction, my surviving opiate addiction, my recovery, and how that specifically led me to become an activist for conservative issues and ideals and values. And I have been quite effective. But according to people like Harrison Musselwhite and Jeff Davis and Jeff Davis's wife, I should have just died. I should have just died. And if not, if, if not, if I uh, was lucky enough, which I was by the grace of God, to survive, then I should know my place and shut up or face their wrath if I speak against their actions. I didn't say anything about that. No, you just said I was dirty. was the Overton report that you did about Zoe. I didn't do any Overton report about any Zoe or anybody, actually. Seriously, all right. Then uh, I was given wrong information. That's what I was going by. Uh, Because the Overton report on Zoe was wrong. Well, I think your your reply, though, right, was um, on uh, on a mugshot that... I have posted. All I said, and, and uh, if, Corey if I is as dirty as his picture. I think is what you said. Picture, okay? Yeah. I didn't go into detail. So, mm. uh, if I was given wrong information about you, Corey, 
you won't hear. Well, what information did you base you claiming that about on, me on? I, I was told that you wrote uh, the uh, Overton report, uh, saying that Zo had the election stolen from him. That Zo uh, was, uh, uh, you know, he had done this, done that. Zo broke his word. He broke his word to our South Carolina Leadership Council, and. This is the part where you're going to hear about some anonymous leadership council that nobody knows about. Leadership council. And Zoe has now been banned. Who's okay? the and who's I the still, South Carolina Leadership Zoe. Council? There's uh, a there's the South a South Carolina, Carolina Leadership Council? council? Is, Who does that uh, involve? Uh, the South Carolina Leadership Council uh, are folks that deal directly with President Trump uh, mm. and are uh, South Carolina GOP leaders. Uh, some are chairman of their GOPs. Uh, some are just uh, ECs. But are some of those chairmen? Are let me ask you. We're just. I don't. I don't mean to interrupt you, but let me ask you. Are some of those chairmen of the county GOPs the same type of people that uh, spend years? claiming that others dress in women's clothing and worship Satan? Are, are some of the GOP uh, council I, I, members... I one of them was. One of, one of them is. Uh, okay, nobody, so only one of them... Uh, only one of them claims that other people wear women's clothes and worship Satan. Only one of them does that. But that is a member of your leadership council. Okay, cool. I'll, I'll, and uh, only one, uh, mm-hmm. but the other... And that one would be Pamela Godwin, the uh, newly elected chair of the Lexington County Republican Party, a woman who uh, joined her husband in calling me, forcing me onto the phone on Thanksgiving Day two years ago to let me know that they would stop at nothing, quote, stop at nothing to destroy and discredit me, followed by two years Ask around. Ask people. Ask people involved in the Republican Party about this. Tell me that they did not spread this rumor. Pam and her husband, Angus, who was then arrested for hitting a sitting elected official who happened to be a Republican. Weird. Huh. Interesting. Didn't hit a Democrat, just a Republican, after threatening another conservative and telling him that they will stop at nothing to destroy his entire life. They spent two years telling people that I wear women's clothes, am a transvestite, and worship Satan. Yeah. But let's move forward. Uh, But Mm -hmm. the other 29, uh, and so was one of them. We came together in the uh, second week of January, and we all agreed that we would run five candidates against, and we agreed that leadership, okay, that's the word, that the leadership that was there that night, 30 of us, that we would come together, uh, we would uh, let five of us go forward, and the five were Jeff Davis, Joe Warren, uh, Chad Caden, Mike Covert, and Ken Moran, mm-hmm. uh, and that we would come together two weeks. That was in Charleston, right? That was when they announced in, in, the, well, no, in Charleston? No, that was before Charleston, Corey. That there was, was a plan uh, before Charleston, but they announced before. in Charleston. Uh, they announced in Charleston, yeah, okay. but we had the leadership meeting a week before. Uh, was and, that open uh, to the public? Is there a no, public no, no, record no, of that? A leadership meeting. Leadership meetings aren't open to the public. That's why they call them leadership okay. meetings. Oh. Uh, but the, 
leaders. So transparency uh, doesn't apply to leadership. South Carolina. Do what? So the transparency aspect of uh, that doesn't apply to the leadership. Well, you have to remember, leadership was elected who? By the people uh, in the county. What was the election like? How how did Uh, that election work? uh, You mean as far as uh, uh, when we came together two weeks before the convention? No, well, you Uh, said no. No, uh, that's not what I mean. I mean that you said that the leadership meeting would not be transparent because it was elected. And you said that you did that before that uh, announcement in Charleston. So I'm just wondering how that leadership... Meeting the same way, would Corey, have as place. in 1775, did all 30 million, well, it wasn't even 30 million, I think it was all 3 million, did all 3 million patriots go to Philadelphia? No, they didn't. Uh, they sent leadership. And leadership... So who sent... Uh, okay, yeah, you're right. They they were... You're right. They were absolutely elected to be sent to it. Yeah, that's right. They, they were elected to be sent to the constitutional convention and correct and our America so that's why i'm asking who elected these, these leaderships were uh put forth by their different groups by whom and what what kind of groups Lexington. are we talking I'll, I'll, I'll about by lexington by york by charleston uh of course by greenville but what does that mean though uh, by, by uh, greenville Dickens county by anderson uh what do you mean? was it by against Corey? You're, you're not following the point we're not talking democracy. We're talking republic. Yeah, we're talking people uh, being elected to represent first. people being America elected. First leadership. Oh, okay. and Harrison. Zoe Warren, all right? Now let's talk about Zoe Warren. Zoe Warren was part of that. Zoe Warren and his master, Chad Caton, his agreed master. that they would honor the agreement that we would put five forward and two weeks before convention the same leadership would come together we would vote on one candidate was that recorded that, uh actually somebody did record it can uh, i yeah, is there is there anybody that, that recorded it so you can get it from her i would love to uh, all right we'll call her up who uh, who is it i'm sorry uh, what was the name uh, well, I, I'll let you figure that one out. Oh, uh, so I have to, f- I have to, wait, yeah, wait, that doesn't do make sense. Investigative, you are an investigative reporter, right? You gotta do some investigation. Well, I mean, reporting. according to you, I'm dirty. So, uh, I don't well, think that uh, that like really, uh, uh, you know, so I'm asking on. you who recorded it and, and, and I'm telling you, that will guide. Do some more investigative reporting. So you're telling uh, me that a secret ballot was held well, that you don't was open. Uh, all 30 of us uh, were by people by people okay yes you all knew exactly it was and a non-anonymous again, ballot that was held this, but you won't allow right, anybody Corey, to to so i'm not arguing either of our conversation oh well that's sad you see so that so there's a secret leadership council that nobody's allowed to know how they were elected okay or chosen they're supposed to be representing counties but but there were a number of counties that weren't involved in it at all and he compares himself to the founders he compares all of them to the people who went to the constitutional convention can you imagine one of the colonies being left out of the first convention can you imagine any of the states being left out entirely of this of the constitutional convention can you imagine 
the people who are going to that constitutional convention to decide the fate of the entire state, of the entire nation. Can you imagine them saying, you don't deserve to know who is going to this thing? Because that's not what happened in the constitutional convention. It was written about in newspapers. Everybody knew who was going. So that was that was an absurd mischaracterization. And also, I think it shows I think it shows you the mentality of a lot of these people. They compare themselves to the founders and these freedom fighters and these, you know, larger than life characters, but they're lying. They they don't do what the founders did. Their goal isn't even the same as the founders. They use it the same way they use other flowery language. And I I don't it's disingenuous at best. So in this in this phone call, he named Mike Covert, uh, who's out of Beaufort County. He runs Beaufort County House of Cards and uh BigPatriotRadio.com, actually. He named him as one of these uh members of the secret leadership council. Mike had something to say about that. Listen to this. From a report from the Overton Group, um, or the Overton Report and Corey Allen about White, who uh, had ran, he ran for governor, uh, failed attempt at that. Um, uh, anyway, if, if you know who he is, then you know who he is. Anyway, um, Corey had him uh, on a telephone call. And actually, Harrison Musselwhite exposed himself and the uh, really the my SCGOP group for some uh, some things that they were doing that really probably shouldn't have been doing, if you know what I'm saying, uh, which is, you know, I have really no comment with that other than, you know, it's sad to hear that and sad to see that. And it, it makes me, you know, just shake my head. Uh, until I got a text from uh, someone that uh, associates in the same circle as I do. And I'll put this up here in a minute. I'm not going to say who that was or anybody else involved. But anyway, this person happened to ask Harrison. Uh, Harrison had made comment about the South Carolina Leadership Council, uh, this supposed group that got together. I had been asked about it uh, just the other day. So I, I have no idea what that is. Um, uh, this particular person that I'll, I'll show this text to in a minute had asked the same thing, except for uh, they wanted to know who was on this council that represented Beaufort County. Well, Harrison Musselwhite spoke up to her or in, in text and said, well, Mike Covert was until uh, he didn't become a delegate. Uh, then he wasn't. Well, in case that gets out, the reason for this particular live here real quick is that that is a false accusation. That is a that is a lie. It's a fib. It's a fairy tale. Um, Mike Cover was never a part of some kind of leadership council. Uh, it was the first I ever heard about it during this interview that Corey had had with him. Uh, so you need to make that clear, upfront, clear as uh, as can be. And here is a copy or a picture of uh, the text. And let me see if I can. Uh, I don't know if I can make that any bigger. I don't think so. But anyway, um, uh, go down through here. Just uh, above this circle, uh, it says, I just watched Corey's video 
Can you tell me more about the leadership council? Who was on it? Who represented Beaufort? How were they chosen? This is the first. This is the first time I've heard of this, and I consider myself being fairly. And I don't know what's under that uh, yellow line. This right here in the yellow circle that is from Harrison Musselwhite. He says Mike Covert represented Beaufort and was a nominee until he was not elected as a delegate. And this down here with the red line, that is my reply to this person, says this is not true. I was never part of any council. I attended online Zoom meetings, uh, just like this person who had texted me. Uh, and along with uh, three to four, just depending upon the time of, uh, 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 you know, time of, of uh, month, actually, uh, three or four others in Beaufort. None of them were a part of this supposed council. Uh, so my comment uh, to anyone who is, is asking or doesn't know but will begin to ask uh, is that, no, uh, I was not part of a leadership council, and Harrison Musselwhite uh, needs to retract that or redact that because what he said is false yet once again. Okay, so some people are saying that they don't think this Freedom Council is a real thing and that... Uh, Harrison was lying. I think that the truth is somewhere in the middle. I think that what was going on, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that the evidence really does bear this out, and I think we'll be learning more in the coming days. Uh, I think that there was a a, a group, a, a large, relatively larger group of people who thought that they were making decisions and... Uh, that was why, like I, like I was saying earlier, how they were going all around the state and getting people to support Zoe, et cetera, et cetera. And I think there was a, a separate, smaller group who was actually making the decisions and guiding people along uh, into doing what they wanted. So it's interesting, too, because what happened was Zoe was slandered and his loyalty questioned it was very bolshevism style stuff guys i mean it was like you have to hate who we hate or we're gonna hate you you're you have to prove your loyalty to us as individuals not to a movement not to the principles of conservatism or the principles of the united states of america no to us as people you must do whatever we say and if not then you as zoe said in his own words become persona non grata. And that is what happened here with Zoe. But as that happened, the Democrats had something else to complain about when it came to the South Carolina Republican Party state convention. And that was Henry McMaster using a colloquialism. The headline reads from NBC News, mainstream trash media, South Carolina governor faces backlash for remark about hunting Democrats with dogs. Democrats demanded Governor Henry McMaster apologize for the statement, which he made at a state GOP convention this past weekend. It says, so here's here's what the quote was. I look forward to the day that Democrats are so rare we have to hunt them with dogs, McMaster said at the state GOP convention. A reporter for the state newspaper, Joseph Bustos, tweeted about it during the event. Says his comment swiftly drew condemnation from South Carolina Democrats who called for the Republican governor to apologize. The Anderson County Democrat Party 
shared a petition online with a statement from his chairman, Chris Sally, asking McMaster to apologize and, quote, retract this racially tinged dog whistle. Retract this racially tinged dog whistle. And for the South Carolina State Law Enforcement Division to open an investigation, quote, into this threat and incitement of political violence. He went on to say, as a black gay man in America, I've had to be on guard for people trying to, quote, hunt me down most of my life. And I know thousands of people across South Carolina are forced to feel the same. This rhetoric emboldens violent extremists, chills political discourse and needs to end. This is this is ridiculous. Look, would I have would I have used that colloquialism? No, but it is just that my granddad used to talk about. When he would come home from from the grocery store and not be able to find something, he'd say, let's say their store was out of milk. He'd come home and say, man, I'll tell you what, you couldn't find milk in there with a hunting dog. It's not it's not a real thing. It's not a dog whistle. It's not an incitement to violence. It's it's a 60 some odd year old man from the South speaking in a colloquialism because people hunt with dogs like they hunt pigs. They hunt. Uh, deer, gophers, everything in order to make the claim that it's some racial dog whistle. That means that you, you base literally everything from your perspective on racial division. It didn't even anyone acting in good faith. It wouldn't even cross their mind. I mean, I get it now thinking about it how it was a bad idea to say because the Democrats like to manipulate gaslight and and twist the truth. But that's just their attempt at controlling speech. Like always. You can't even... It's like, at first, there were certain things you couldn't say. But, but it's come to the point where you can't even say something that might possibly remind somebody of something that you may or may not be able or allowed to say. Like you cannot compete with that. You cannot compete with that because no matter what you say, if somebody wants to be offended, if somebody's looking for a reason to call you a racist, all they have to say is, oh, well, that was a dog whistle. Well, yeah, you said this, but what you really meant was. And and keep in mind, these are the same people who, who don't even know the difference between a man and a woman. And we're supposed to trust their judgment on language. And thoughts and ideas, their judgment on whether or not something somebody didn't say is racist, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But it's just another example of them trying to create chaos out of nothing burgers. It's gross. But, yep, this is, you know, I just wanted to touch on this state convention item uh, because there was so much to it. There's so much to it. And I hope now that it's over. Now that it's over, uh, we can focus on getting some real stuff done. I really do hope that that's the route that most people decide to go down. Because that's the route I'm going down. That's where I'm going. So come along with me. Join me. Let's let's accomplish some real stuff, guys. Because we can. We can accomplish real things. No matter who's leading the fundraising arm of the Republican Party, we can, we who are not in charge can still do a lot of good, a lot. Okay. Cause like I've said before, 
I've never asked or needed the Republican Party uh, apparatus to accomplish a goal. I know that they can be useful and helpful, but even if they won't help, even if they don't help, you can still get things done. Okay, that's a fact. Uh, and I would also say that now, since session, uh, the state session is over, it's time to refocus a lot of attention on your school boards and what they're doing, because some of them are doing some pretty crazy stuff, uh, and your city and county councils, because they will still be in session, and there's a lot of crazy things going on uh, in cities and townships throughout this state. That would be my advice. That's that's where we're going to be focusing a lot of our attention at the Overton Group and the Overton Report. So if you want to get involved, reach out. We'll be here. Uh, and if you have any questions about anything you just heard, definitely reach out to me as well. I'd be happy to talk to you about it. It's very important not to swear undying fealty or loyalty to a single individual, especially... I mean, even if they're elected, but especially if they're self-appointed leaders, some self-appointed backroom group of anonymous people telling you that they're there to be leaders on behalf, speak on behalf of every Republican in their uh, in their town or in their county. OK, that's that's not good practice. Definitely not best practice. OK. But I do think that this can be used as a force for good, and I think that a lot of great things can happen. So I guess we're just going to have to see. Don't forget, you can uh, find us at theovertonreport.substack.com, of course on YouTube, like I said earlier, uh, facebook.com slash Overton. And just to let you know, we have moved the Overton report on BigPatriotRadio.com from Mondays at 6 p.m. to Mondays at 7 p.m. So you can join us every Monday night on BigPatriotRadio.com at 7 p.m. Really appreciate you guys uh, standing up for me. The, the, the comments and, and the support that you guys have given me since putting out this Harrison Musselwhite video. Uh, and since the attacks have started coming in, I, I can't even tell you how, how much it means to me. I appreciate it so much. Uh, I won't let you down and I won't stop fighting. That's what it is. Once again, thank you guys for, for joining us and tuning in. My name's Corey Allen, and this is the Overton Report. <laughs>